Guess what, Lions? For as little as $5 a month, you can get access to exclusive bonus audio content and help this program grow by joining the Lions of Liberty Pride. To learn more, head over to lionsofliberty.com slash support. La, 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 la. Welcome to the Lions of Liberty podcast. Here's your host, your guide, your shining beacon of liberty, Mark Yo ho ho and a bottle of liberty. We're probably going to go through more than just one bottle of liberty tonight and other assorted adult beverages because it is time for our annual Naughty or Nice 2017 special. It's not 2017 annually, not every year, but this year it's 2017, and we're going to take a look at some names within and outside of the libertarian movement and cast judgment upon them of whether they have been naughty or nice for liberty. This is episode number 327 of this program, and that means you can find the show notes featuring links to all sorts of things we end up discussing along our drunken merry way over at lionsofliberty.com slash 327. And if you're a new listener here at Lions of Liberty, and I know many of you are, I'd like to let you know that this is only one of three programs you get, three very unique programs each and every week here on the Lions of Liberty podcast feed. So you want to be sure to hit that subscribe button on iTunes, on Stitcher, on wherever it is you get your podcast, because every single Monday I arrive here and bring you the OG, the flagship, the original Lions of Liberty podcast, which has been going for over four years now, where I interview big names in the libertarian movement, such as Tom Woods, Ron Paul, Peter Schiff, Julie Borowski, Dave Smith, Scott Horton, you name them, I've pretty much interviewed them at this point. And if that weren't enough, we do some occasional fun perhaps drunken roundtables like the one you're going to hear today. And of course, on Wednesdays, my man Brian McWilliams brings you his weekly shot of comedy, culture, and liberty with Electric Liberty Land. And my man John Odie Odermatt wraps things up every single Friday with his weekly look at the broken criminal justice system on Felony Friday. Again, be sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss a thing. And speaking of not missing a thing, one guy that does not miss a thing because he catches all those news stories out there and breaks them down on his weekly show, the aforementioned host of Electric Liberty Land from just down the street in Culver City, Mr. Brian McWilliams. What's up, my jingle bell shingle bells? And by that, of course, I mean Christmas carolers who happen to have shingles. I hope all of you feel better soon. Christmas miracle. All right. Well, and what are you drinking here on this Christmas Eve? I didn't mention mine. I, th- I think I I actually know because we talked earlier. It's not a mystery. I, we're, I think we're both drinking eggnog. I am. You know, I switched it up because I, I found out that I can't drink that much eggnog <laughs> in one sitting. So I switched it to uh, Magner's Cider, which is, you know, it's still kind of festive. A, a crisp apple cider on a winter's Eve. A curveball. Yeah, no, my stomach's going to be a I mess do. from the amount of eggnog I'm, I'm going to be drinking tonight, but... What you gotta do for oh, yeah. I think I had a stomach ache last night because I drank eggnog before I went to bed, and then I was lying in the, lying in my mattress just like. Ugh. All right, well, that's a preview of what I've got looking to look forward to later. Uh, <laughs> also, we've got our somewhat trusted legal counsel. He is the international man of mystery, known simply as four letters Rico from Clevesburg. Cleveland. This is my anniversary of podcasting, and no one remembered. <laughs> Is heartbroken. Uh, really? Wow. How many years? Rico, your gold watch years. is in the mail. Your first podcast? <laughs> three years. Are you, do you mean? Uh, I did the Naughtier Night Nice list three years ago. That was the first show we ever had you on. Huh. Yep. Well, it took uh, a while to get me. All right. Well, for those. Some other yeah, we, had we really fall. had to chase you down. Yeah, we had. We, you know, at the at the 50th Craigslist posting, we finally gave up and just decided Rico is the guy we're going to roll with. Rico's the one guy <laughs> when I send out emails asking who's available one, he's the one guy that's always like, I'm in. No, no time <laughs> restrictions whatsoever. If I have them, I will rearrange I my life for the podcast. Eh, I don't have a lot going on. Parenting so. is a far distant second to podcasting, as we all know. Obviously. And I, I, it's in my book. This is actually the first time you've appeared publicly. Uh, you've appeared in the Pride, of course. First time you've appeared publicly since your loss. Your, your, your law, both of you really got smattered, I should say, in the Liberty Draft. But, well, uh, I proactively uh, campaigned to get smattered until the very last second, but uh, I was trying to throw my votes towards Rico's team, in an, uh, mostly in an epic uh, fuck you to to the establishment squads, which of course were your team and Odie's team, if Odie ever shows up, Scotty and podcast. Speaking of Odie, the host of Felony Friday, Odie, and the winner of the Liberty Draft, sadly. 
Hey, what's up, guys? What's going on, man? You you arrived. You're you're our Christmas miracle. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. I uh, I got a new computer this week. So my old computer was from about 2008, and I'm having a hard time figuring out these newfangled technologies that they have. So, but but I made it. I'm here. So, Did you hire one of the that. neighborhood kids who's shoveling snow in Pittsburgh to come show you how to use it, there, Gramps? It doesn't snow here anymore. Global warming. No snow. It's like 70 degrees. It's beautiful. <laughs> Too many steel mills there. You know what else doesn't happen in Pittsburgh? People don't hold on to the football for more than half a second. <laughs> that, oh. was a, that was a fucking catch, man. That was a catch. I don't care what you say. That was a football move to the goal line. That was a touchdown. Well, you know what the Steelers caught just like the Eagles? Uh, horrible injury-itis. That seems to be going around. By, so. by the rules of the NFL, like them or not, it wasn't a catch. And that's what's, It was not a touchdown, I should say. This is starting to sound like an episode of our very uh, <laughs> you know, enjoyable and uh, popular episode of Degenerate Gamblers. So for those of you listening out there that want to hear more of this conversation, you can join the Pride for as little as $5 a month at Lions of Liberty. Dot com. I can't believe uh, it. It's it. another Christmas miracle. Odie beat me to the plug. <laughs> hey, we I'm, also uh, had our prime I'm not sober, uh, so I forget the website. But what is it? Website. <laughs> Lionsofliberty.com forward slash support. Odie's been drinking for go. a couple <laughs> hours, so he forgets the details, but he sees the big picture. Uh, speaking of the big well, picture. by the way. Well, wait, we need to know what okay. Odie's drinking. We can't move on until we, till we establish that. Well, I got three. I have three different beers for this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> wow. Uh, well, it's going to be I interesting. I have the uh, the old Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, my old my old favorite. There, I have a can of Yinling for those of you who enjoy Woo! Yinling. You know, got a boy, got to be in a can. And I have some uh, Sea Quench Ale. It's uh, a Dogfish Head beer that has a hint of lime and salt, and I'm assuming would be great with a shot of tequila. But I don't have any tequila, so. And are all these beers open? <laughs> no, no, they're no, all mixed they're, together they're in a big okay. jug. Okay, just trying to establish. <laughs> I want to get the full picture here. I have a bucket of ice next to me. They're sitting in a nice bucket of That's ice. That's what I chill. always did. I, you think you got that idea from me? Because not the not I might not the concept I of might. ice in general. Others others have thought of that before. <laughs> I remember what a, a, a very early libertarians of living room drinking liquor, where I I referenced the ice in the room, and you were baffled by it. And I explained my setup when I have beers is I make myself a little ice bucket, and you know I have four or five beers and. Was that go. the same episode when you left your beer in your bathroom? <laughs> it might <laughs> on be. On the toilet? <laughs> it might be. Because they weren't in my bucket. That was a problem. Yeah. Pride members got a little... This is different from the many episodes that Mark and I recorded of like Rand Paul's and Minus's or Naughty or Nice's in previous years before I had my own little studio. And Mark would uh, continuously knock his whiskey, beer, water, really anything liquid all I over his computer. I think I did uh, it computer. once. We're going to call or, that or, continuously, I guess. Okay. At least twice. At least twice. That's right. We've been around for a few years, believe it or not. So you can check out the full archive. See, I'm going to get a plug in. Lionsofliberty.com slash podcast. It links to the full Lions of Liberty podcast as well as the archives to our, our little... Other shows here. Our little other shows. <laughs> Our spinoffs from you, you fine gentlemen. Yes, yes. The detours. Good stuff. All right. So enough detours, though. We're going to address the issue at hand. It is literally Christmas when you guys are listening to that. So how nice that it actually falls on Christmas Day this year. That's really extra special. Which means nobody's going to listen <laughs> until, until the next day. But eventually, <laughs> you guys will hear this show. To hear us pass judgment upon... Many figures. They may be libertarian figures. They may not be. I don't know. We just have a list, and uh, we might even go off list. Who knows? And we're going to judge whether these characters, figures, have been uh, good or bad for liberty. Now, they might not all be libertarians, so it's not necessarily a liberty purity test. It's just, you know, was this person more good, meaning not nice for liberty, or more bad? And we can kind of judge that extremely subjectively, however we want, as we go along the way. Uh, I do want to start off with a couple... couple just really easy nices. We don't really need to debate these. If you guys have anything to toss in, uh, feel free to do so. But, you know, I, I think there's a few we could blaze through pretty easily of just people that should get nice awards. And I'm going to start, actually, with someone I want to spotlight because I am so excited. We have our very first $100 per month member of the Lions of Liberty Pride. That's right. My man, Jason Carrier. If you guys aren't applauding yet, I thought I thought you'd start before Merry I did. Merry Christmas to I'm us. I'm going to applaud for Jason Carrier. Thank you, Jason. That's right. 
So Jason Carrier, for in exchange for that, not only does he get a bunch of free stuff again, because he's already he was already signed up at the twenty five dollar level, so he gets to hop on a conference call with us every month, uh, which everybody at the twenty five or higher level does. We just did that right before the show. Had a blast. Uh, even got some suggestions that which might come up later in the show from some of those guys. Uh, but he also gets to run an ad on this program. That's an ad you'll be hearing. Pretty, pretty soon. So uh, I will not reveal. Actually, I will reveal. He's running an ad for Larry Sharps because he wants to support Larry Sharps campaign. And um, one of the cheapest ways you can buy an ad is to be a $100 uh, member of this uh, group because you do get a weekly ad at the $100 level of pretty much whatever you want. And uh, that's a way, way cheaper rate than if we, when we, when we actually charge actual sponsors. So this is really a special deal for that we're limiting very much, but o- only for our, our really our top supporters. So Jason, welcome aboard. You are the effing man. And uh, somebody else I want to toss some nices to are a couple other podcast hosts out there. My man Tom Woods and Dave Smith, who have both been promoting the show lately and sending many of their fine listeners over here. I'm very excited to have new people here. And obviously, it's no secret, yes, we pay for ad time on their shows. We're, we're doing a bit at big ad by using that pride money to spread the word, to do some marketing, to get new ears on the show. But... I didn't write the script, and we, we tossed out a few key points that we want them to hit, and honestly, I'm just flattered by the words that Tom Woods and Dave have both had to say about the show. Completely uh, unfettered, completely, you know, we, we did not write, say, you must t- tell everybody that you really enjoy the show and that you really think it's unique and interesting and on all the, the fine, fine things they've been saying, so I just want to thank them for that and, and sending many, many fine listeners over here, so any comments In on fact, my nice told them, Yeah, we told them uh, to tell people this show sucked, oh. and they said, won't do it! Love refuse. it too much. I said, I don't Your care what you money's no good here. <laughs> um, I'll throw out, uh, well, are we just throwing out easy nice? You can, yeah. This is, a, this is an open forum. This is loosey-goosey style. Okay. I am not following well, hey, scripts at all. Let's cross Ron Paul, who was just on the podcast off the nice list. That's a good way to be on the nice list, yeah. if anybody out there is interested in knowing how. In case you're noticing a the theme, podcast, Tom and Dave were both on this year, uh, too. So. <laughs> Yeah, so he gets, he's an easy nicey. In fact, group nice to every single guest that's been on the la- in the last year on any of our shows. And it's kind of a joke, but it's not. Because if, if we didn't have all these great guests come on the show, you know, Brian's had a lot of interesting guests in the comedy world. Uh, Odie's got his, uh, his what, what do you call all your the felons you've had on? Do you have a name for them? The fri- the fr- <laughs> what do I call The Friday what felons? Do I, call I don't know. Yeah, you should make like a group, like a super group, super team. I, I don't know. I just call them felons. I guess I shouldn't because I, I rail against them being we really uh, designated as speed felons, felons, so I should probably come up with another name. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I should just call them regular people because they shouldn't be treated any go. differently. You should call but, them uh, yeah. individuals with amazing stories. That's what we should call yeah. them. Well, hold on. I, well, I have a question, though. If we're, if we're blanket labeling everybody nice, when was Nicholas Sarwark on the show? Because we need to talk about that mofo. And I'm not sure how if it was over a year ago that he was on the program. But he may not be an automatic nice. Technically, he was on last in December of 2016. So he does not get the blanket nice. Sorry, Nick. <laughs> We can mm, we can well, let's say, we can make him our first debate. I mean, like I said, yeah, let's, let's go wherever we let's, want. Let's talk about this gentleman. What's your gripe with you know, Nick? Well, for those that might not be familiar with uh, some of the reasons that some are not thrilled with him at the moment. All right. Well, you know, we just gave Ron Paul a nice, and Nick had attacked Ron Paul's positions on the show, and but you know, he did it. He didn't do it in a way that was necessarily mean spirited or out of line. However. This year, he attacked another person that's been on the show several times, the one and only Tom Woods, and he did it in a way which took Tom's uh, context, you know, quotes out of context. He basically had attacked him for you know, falling on this, this side of liberty wherein um, he was, I guess, more bigoted. And again, he'd taken these comments out of context from earlier podcasts where he was discussing different ideas from a different time period and uh, just attacking one of the leaders of the libertarian movement for no good reason. And trying to just put his dick in the dirt. And I, I for me, I don't understand what that really accomplishes <laughs> other than try to kiss ass to social justice warriors who are not going to be coming over to our side anytime soon to begin with and for no good reason. In case we didn't mention, this is an adult-themed episode, kids. <laughs> 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 Nick putting his dick in the dirt. That's what you heard it here first. Um what do you guys think about the whole Nick Sorak thing? We've, we've discussed it on some previous episodes. I'll try to dig those up and link to them. We've, we've gone pretty pretty deep dive on it a couple times. But um, I, I, it's as far as the attacking Ron Paul's positions, the states' rights thing, I don't really have a problem with that. I think he did that in a, in a – he just brought up a position. I think that got kind of blown up a little bit. That was the year before, and we – We've gone, you know, through that at length. Uh, but you know, as far as the the attacking Tom Woods thing, 
I don't know what to think of it. I kind of feel like I know what he was trying to do, which is really distance the Libertarian Party from anything that could be called alt-right, and specifically in that case, uh, Tom's admiration for Murray Rothbard, who at some point dabbled in the paleo movement, which was sort of affiliated with, like, you know, David Duke and some people like that. But it really seemed like a ridiculous, over-the-top way, way to do something like that when you could just say, I decry racism or something like that. If that's right. But also, he was calling, he was saying that Tom Woods had to blanket step out and, and state explicitly that, you know, he needs to decry racism in this alt-right movement and all this other stuff. But it's also ignoring the broader context of all that Tom Woods has done, from who he is as a person, all of the content that he's covered, and his general positions on every topic, which are very principled, and being like, well, this one thing, you know, you liked Murray Rothbard, and, the, and you said this one thing one time, and it's just like, Come on, dude. You know, like you're going to take this one tidbit of information and decide that this poisons the entire well that's existed over the last thousand plus episodes of a podcast for a guy that's incredibly popular. Let me give a little bit different take on Nicholas Sawark. Um, Please do. Obviously, you know, hated in much of the you know, Rothbardian side of the libertarian movement and has spurred the growth of the, the Mises caucus and you know, I think that maybe unintentionally, I mean, I don't, I, I honestly, I'm not giving Nick credit here because I don't think this is his intent. Some people might say that he's just trying to to be the Donald Trump of uh, the Libertarian Party and stir up interest and get people excited. I'm not going to give him that much credit, but I think unintentionally, an unintended consequence of his, uh, the the way he's handled his his role as the chair of the Libertarian Party, I think has caused more interest in people getting active in the Libertarian Party. And that's not just speculating. I can talk from my own personal perspective. It has caused me to get uh, involved in my local Libertarian Party, to get involved in a local Libertarian campaign. And I don't, I mean, I'm not going to say that I, I wouldn't have done that on my own um, if Nick had not been such a douchebag, but with him, with him being such a douchebag, it had, it definitely uh, gave me a kick in the ass and uh, caused me to get involved. So uh, I, I, I don't know if I can give him a nice, but I, I can't well, hey, really just call him yet. straight don't naughty. Don't I mean, yet. Just, you know, we're going to go around and do naughty or nice at the end, right? So just give your points and then we'll reveal. Who reveal thought Brian later. would be the one trying to stick to format here? <laughs> I'm not that drunk yet. That's See, I've been drinking eggnog oh, for speed two it up, hours. Speed it up, Brian. I don't, I don't even it's care dummy. about the format. Blech. All right, Rico, <laughs> what about you? What are your thoughts on uh, St. Nicholas? St. Air quotes. Um, well, he didn't make me want to join the Libertarian Party as like an official member. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> he didn't motivate me like Odie was suggesting. So um, I, I see the whole kind of Trump-like uh kind of route he may be taking be controversial, but I don't think that's going to drive anyone to the libertarian party. So he well, gives a big, eh, well, and also let's not forget that he's running for campaign right now in Phoenix and has no, despite being chairman running of the libertarian party, has nothing mean? running for a campaign. For, I, and you're like the not drunk public, one too? Uh, Come on. I just can't remember what he's running for. Yeah, he's running for mayor. Uh, he's, he's running for senator from. He's running Pittsburgh. for mayor that's of. <laughs> that's a that's an inside joke, Cody. That's a pride only joke. Yeah, that's okay. Mayor senator of Phoenix, of right? Or may, not mayor of Phoenix. Mayor of what city is it? Phoenix. No, it's mayor. Of Phoenix. Governor of Riverside. Okay. okay, good. So anyway, he's running for principal of uh, an elementary. King of the desert. He's running for class president. <laughs> Pre- right. He's running for Princilla, queen of the desert. Uh. So anyway, he is he's running this campaign and essentially does not even mention the fact that he's a libertarian in any of his materials at all, despite being chairman of the libertarian party. So if he really was trying to drive anybody towards libertarianism or if he really thought that libertarianism was uh, something that he should be proud of being associated with, you'd think he would have mentioned that in somewhere on his website, somewhere in his campaign materials. So just point that out there. And I guess it's like, why? I don't know. I I mean, I don't think mayoral campaigns typically associate with parties so much. So maybe that's just like the way it is. But also, I mean, it's like if if the point of running as a libertarian 
to me, it's obviously not to win, right? Like in most races, I mean, let's be honest, it's not. It's it's to create, you know, headline. You know, it's create attention for the party, uh, gain ballot access. In 2017, uh, maybe for lo- some some local races, but mayor of Phoenix, like let's be honest, has no chance. He has no chance to become the mayor. So if you're not gonna win, the only other idea should be to spread the ideas of liberty and libertarianism, and and the you know and sp- and spread you know um you know just marketing, general marketing for the party. And if he's not doing that, then what the hell is he doing? Exactly. Maybe he's just spreading the Nicholas Sorok. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but mm-hmm. are you saying he's Not cheating right? on his wife around another, town? That's a, that's a lofty accusation that I, I won't allow. <laughs> All right. So what do we say? What say you, uh, Mark? Are we, we're passing our first official judgment? Let's do it. Pass judgment. Aye, aye, aye. Man, um, I, I got to say, I do like Nick's attitude to an extent. I, I, not all of it, obviously. I don't like the the actual attacks on Tom Woods, and and and, and um, I, I like the idea of if you don't like me and you don't like my methods or whatever, come and get it. And I do think that is motivating some people. It's not motivating Rico, but Rico wasn't going to go anyway, so uh, he might go to New Orleans to party. That, I mean, that that may happen. Um, that will happen one way or the other. Uh, and he'll probably do that anyway. Yeah, though. I mean, that's just that's Wednesday. That's just a weekend. Um, but um, so I I do like that aspect, and I I don't know I don't know if that's like. I don't think it's a secret plan he had. Like I'm going to get so much opposition to come take in the party by you know by trolling people or, or whatever. Uh, but I can I, I like some amount of trolling in my life, and I can appreciate the idea of trolling. Just maybe not the way he's going about it. It's kind of beyond trolling. Um, what puts this over the edge for me? I would give him a lot of leeway uh, normally, but uh, I think what puts him over the edge for me is he really was disingenuous, specifically with the idea that he was um, putting up a quote about Tom Woods complimenting Christopher Cantwell and all the great work he's doing. Doing, uh, as, and that was uh, we all know that was from a podcast from like four years ago when Christopher right. Cantwell was not the Christopher Cantwell on the Vice uh, segment that was not the one chanting uh, the Jews will not replace us. Maybe he was inside, but he had never he was not someone saying racist and uh, anti-Semitic shit like he is now. And Tom was obviously referring to his. Very at the time, very libertarian writings, some of which I disagree with, but they were, you know, they were in the the spectrum of totally acceptable normal libertarianism, and that's what Tom was complimenting, and that is just the way he did that was completely disingenuous, naughty. All right, I agree, naughty. That was simple. Yes, me too. Boom, I, bam, bam, booty. I would say that. <laughs> Well, I believe, well, I believe that he has done a terrible job as the chair of the Libertarian Party. I think that he has really caused the Libertarian Party in a lot of ways to look like buffoons. I think by doing that, he's actually helped the Libertarian Party to grow. I don't think you have the Mises Caucus, which I think is going to be a great force for good without Nicholas Sawark. So I'm going to say that he's been nice. Well, Odie, if you listen to my interview with Michael Heiss, who you drafted and pronounces and whose name you pronounced wrong, you would know that the Mises Caucus was actually uh, formed before this happened. Oh, so it wasn't. But Nick Sarwar can still say he hates Mises. Actually, actually, the, the Mises Caucus was formed as as Michael posted recently on Facebook. The what uh, the the catalyst that formed it was actually. Uh, Michael putting together a rally in Philadelphia right. and the Fed rally for Dale Kearns and some other people that he that he brought in from the Libertarian movement to speak. That is what the catalyst was. Oh, so yeah, you know the, you're the wrong. Formation okay. might have been whatever, but anyway, anyway, it's 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 all it's all. Semantics. But you're right that that Nick's, you, Nick's antics, as you might call them, led to the party. I think gaining a lot of attention very quickly. The, the caucus. I mean, I think you're. you're right I would agree. That. I would agree. I, I think I think it helped with the growth. I think it helped with the growth for sure. I will say there is. Not probably, definitely a ton of work that goes into being the chair of the Libertarian Party that has nothing to do with Nick as the tweet guy on Twitter and the guy on Facebook. And uh, my interactions with him have always been perfectly fine, so I have no issues with him. And I really have no issues with him as the way he operates within his his role of being the chair. But the public persona, Nick Sarwark, chairman of the party, that's I take some issues with that. There you go. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't think that the role of the chair of the Libertarian Party should really be what Nick is doing. Um, it should be to unite and, and, and kind of bring people into the tent, not create division and anger and pushing people away. 
Absolutely. All right, moving along to our next person. Why don't we go out for this one? Because it's going to be pretty interesting. We're going to save the biggest one, I think, for maybe right after the commercial break in a minute. But uh, this one was suggested by Lions of Liberty Pride member Jason Carrier during our $25 member call, which you did right before the show. This is an interesting one. This is the Saudi prince, Al-Walid. You know about this guy, right? This guy's been in, in the headlines a lot for many different reasons. One of them, it's pretty crazy, uh, pretty much taking power in Saudi Arabia by force, um, having a bunch of other rival princes arrested. I guess he, well, he was actually in line. So I, I guess the, the word should be like solidifying his power. A lot of other rival princes arrested. Uh, some mysteriously died in a firefight while getting arrested. Coincidentally died yeah, in helicopter crashes. Or a crashes. random helicopter crash. So it seems like he's uh, up to some stuff. And he is waging a terrible, 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 terrible anti-humanitarian war uh, against Yemen, an extremely poor country that is now completely cut off to any kind of food or aid or anything, and it's awful. So there's that. On the other, on the other hand, I let women drive. <laughs> so I guess that's I guess that's the pro argument. He is generally seen as a a cultural reformer, which is. You know, very interesting, especially in contrast to a lot of the other stuff he's doing. Uh, I guess at the end of the day, every Saudi prince is going to do the bad stuff. So maybe that highlights the good stuff, you know, the less bad stuff a little more. But what do you guys think about this this little prince? Well, you're leaving out his biggest uh, role, that's and that's, that's, why his you're here. Present, that's his presence in some awesome conspiracies. Well, yes. New, uh, right. Namely, the Vegas shooting conspiracy. Which you could hear so, about on our Conspiracy Corner, a Lions of Liberty Pride exclusive. Lionsofliberty.com slash support. Check it out, friends. But yeah, so we, so we, went, anyone, we went to quite, quite a bit. Yeah. Anyone who's involved in such an intricate conspiracy has to have some positive qualities. So Rico gives him a nice <laughs> for, for possible <laughs> loose affiliation to a conspiracy. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, we're grading on a curve here, you know. Well, yeah, we have to. We pretty much have to. Or else everyone gets a naughty. Except Ron Paul. Well, I, I will <laughs> say it's, it's tough because he's got, you know, he's got this terrible war in Yemen, which I agree is. It's, the atrocities committed there pretty much outweigh for me any of the good he's done. You know, get, letting the women drive, that's that's lovely. But, uh, you know, he's taken out some of his other brothers, one of which was responsible for funding a lot of terrorist activity. So, or one of the other princes. So that is good. That is definitely a step forward in evening out all the atrocities. But for me, when you're just completely committing all, I mean, virtually a genocide against the people, you're, you're, you're naughty. That's pretty it's, naughty. It's, it's hard, to, pretty get naughty thing yeah, to, it's hard to get around that. Yeah, I, I'm not going to, I don't need to do a much deeper dive in that. I think he's in, interesting due to the, you know, letting women drive is nice and all that, but I'm pretty sure people are still getting beheaded and, and bad stuff too. So it's not like he's an amazing reformer. And then, yeah, once you're pretty much starving a population, Really hard, tough to give you a nice, so I'm giving this prince a naughty, but interesting case, nonetheless. Yeah, it's, he's, at least he's he, he's got two sides to consider. He's a little bit of a side. Odie? Yeah. yeah. You like this prince? He's, he's got more than one like side. Little prince? But uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't think I have a lot to add. I'm definitely not an, an expert in this, but... Uh, oh, you're, not, you're not a prince you know, Al-Waleed expert? You know, what Sa the hell are you good for? Saudi, oh, because he's, he's not a felon. Uh, I see. Saudi Arabia is not big on uh, liberty, not big on freedom, not big on really individual rights at all. So I would say based on that, uh, probably being a prince from that country, eh, I'm going to go with Naughty. All right, Naughty. And uh, Rico? Yeah, I I'm not going to overthink this one. We don't need to overthink the, uh, this one. Genocide. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Basically, this Although was a test as to whether his... anything could get us to overlook genocide, and and maybe someday something will. But letting women drive isn't quite enough. Isn't quite enough. I, I bet there are women. Sorry, who, women's march. There are probably women's march who would think that's more important. Women's march people. I can people. promise you. I can promise you that they retweeted the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia with a big huzzah when it was announced and said nothing about Yemen. Yeah. I, I, I guarantee you can find the tweet. If he tweeted, I stand with her, would he be okay in the book? <laughs> hey, here's a fun one. We haven't talked about this guy in a while. Not true. We just did like two months ago on the Halloween special. What about our good old friend, Mr. Gary Johnson? What about this guy? What's he been up to? Anybody? Anybody well, have I get a lot of emails from him. <laughs> I get a lot of emails from him. I did see him promote a book in a, from a dark room at one point. And uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll say from the Johnson. Bunker. I'll say this: He's been pretty low key in terms of like affiliation with libertarianism, which I think we can say is probably a positive. 
but he's been really uh, going after this uh, this project, this Our, Our America Initiative. He's been in- getting back involved with that, and he's been leading the lawsuit against the Commission on Presidential Debates, uh, which I'm all for because that's just a, a crony government institution, essentially masquerading as a private institution. And uh, as far as that goes, as far as 2017 goes, I think we gave. I don't. Uh, you know, I don't remember what, how, if we agreed on him last year, but uh, I think he got naughties last year. I'm not, I'm not entirely positive. This year, though, if, considering what he's been up to, which is not really doing anything with the Libertarian Party and only doing uh, this this fight against basically just the, the promotion of two main parties, I get, I get, I'm going to skip right to it. I gave him a nice. He's an entertaining character, and how much fun podcast material has Gary Johnson provided us? How much? Lo- to- loads. Endless. He is well a naughty for not being out there, so we can at least uh, enjoy his public persona. But uh, I agree, man. You know, if he's not if he's not outwardly giving libertarianism a bad name, then I'd say it's a nice. And I do agree. This the whole sham of the of the debate commission or committee is just out of this world fucking bullshit. So do what you can, Gary. Nice. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to knock Gary Johnson for for trying to take down the duopoly. That's that's fantastic. The only thing I will say is Gary. Please stop shooting videos in your closet. It's fucking weird. Just uh, you get a nice background behind you. Get some get some nice lighting in front of you and, and make it look good. I mean, this is 2017. Come on, Gary. So pull that together. But don't run for president again. And as long as you don't, I'll give you a nice Gary. Uh, yeah, Gary, I believe, said he's not running for office again. So ding, ding, ding. that alone is enough for me to give him a nice. Thanks, Gary. All right. Well, unanimous. look at that. Look what a difference a year can make. Gary Johnson, unanimous nice for 2017 for the Lions of Liberty. All he had to do was not run for president for us to start liking him. <laughs> look at that. <laughs> Did you guys see Larry? his endorsement of Larry Sharp? I wonder what Larry Sharp's going to give him because he, he was back to pretty goofy Gary during that one. He was he was on something. Yeah, I, think, I don't know. I, I think he's hitting that cannabis sativa, hitting the supply a little bit. He was on some serious edibles in that picture. And speaking of, you know, edibles, speaking of somebody who likes to smoke a little, a uh, little Mary Jane there, I know, uh, I know Joe Rogan, you know, he's on Brian McWilliams, uh, team there, the Liberty team. And, you know, a little controversial. Joe Rogan, is he pro Liberty? Is he a socialist? Is he a good person? Is he a bad person? And I just heard a, a recent interview with Joe and Brett Weinstein. I just listened who to that Mark, this morning. That was great. It would be, yeah, it would be phenomenal for you to get Brett Weinstein on Lines of Liberty. So jump Working on that on one. That'd be, be fantastic. Working on it. But Joe Rogan, of course, in the, in the one part goes back to, they're talking about, you know, how to help people, how to, you know, it, 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 and he's talking about equality of outcome instead of equality of opportunity. But it's like he forgets that he's talking about that and then goes to, Dumping monies into dumping money into inner cities and rebuilding that and putting money in education, so he, he has no foundation, no foundation whatsoever. He's not in the fully based, to you would say, in libertarianism no, or in anything. He's not, not fully, not fully based or principled. So let's, that's frustrating let's, to hear. That makes start, me angry. Start with Brian. What, 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 is, what do you say about Joe Rogan? Well, now that my liberty team is done, I had to defend Joe because he obviously uh, he was on my squad. The uh, Trumple Stiltskins, best name in the draft. But yeah, you know what? I, I'm going to give him for this year. I feel like I haven't heard any uh, uh, real outspoken positives for Liberty come out of his show. And hearing this garbage about funneling money in and the quality of outcome. Bah, yeah, naughty. You're naughty, Joe. Get your shit together. Well, I know. I, I will say he, he was right talking about equality of outcome, not he was right oh, talking about equality, equality of opportunity. I think I said that backwards. He was talking oh, about okay. equality of opportunity, not equality of outcome. But then he doubled back and started talking about putting money into inner cities and, and that. But so does that change your change your viewpoint? You know what? It's hard for me to advocate for people who anybody who still believes in the fallacy of dumping money in to solve a problem, which just has been proven to not work flat out doesn't work. All it does is throw money down the garbage and you get no better actual outcomes has been proven for the last 15 years of policy. Uh, I can't support it. So nope, still naughty. 
<laughs> your own teammate. I have a totally different perspective on Joe Rogan because I don't hold people like him who are, he's not out there like, hi, I'm libertarian Joe Rogan. Here's my positions. He's just someone who brings people on for interesting conversations. And I think he, he does that in such a good way and has, on such a, 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 a huge platform. He's one of the top podcasters in the world. And he brings on people who, I don't agree with you know Jordan Peterson or Brett Weinstein uh, on their policies, uh, like po- politics. Like a lot of them, I don't. They're actually like kind of progressive in, in many ways, but they just happen to be taking some stances on some very good issues, like free speech, which is like a non-starter, and they're excellent on that. And I'm glad he brings them on because I think they're both they're both very thoughtful people, and he brings on a lot of people like that from all over the political spe- spectrum that are. Th- thoughtful and he's able to engage in good conversation. I think that's a, a very good thing and getting more people engaged in this thoughtful dialogue. I think he breaks through a lot of the, the BS narratives. So I think that's just a good thing for politics and for, for just and liberty in general, even if he doesn't necessarily uh, coming at it from an approach. At the same time, he does advocate like strongly for you know legal marijuana and some other good libertarian positions. So I give him a nice because to me, he's not when he says some things that aren't libertarian. I'm not like oh I don't shudder because he's not a libertarian and doesn't claim to be. So you know to me, he's the the positions he does take and the people he brings on and the fact that he's getting such you know so many voices out there and in, in, into a, a, a much more constructive dialogue. I think than we usually get in the mainstream. You know, I think it's it's almost all positive except for you know some occasionally cringy statements. He did nothing for my goddamn team. I'm bitter about it. Yeah, Naughty. Rico, what are your <laughs> thoughts on the rogues? Um, I agree with most things that you said. I really uh, I like Joe Rogan for the most part. I find him interesting, especially when he's talking conspiracies with Alex Jones um, and whoever Alex Jones used to be. I forget what we said about that. Um, Bill but, Hicks. Yes, Bill Hicks. (laughs) Another one we do a deep dive on in the conspiracy corner. I'm telling you, you can spend a hundred bucks like Jason Carrier, but the five bucks is a really good deal because you get an insane number of extra podcasts. But anyway, moving along. But yeah, but my problem with Joe Rogan is his three hour podcast. I just can't listen to him. There's too much of my day is spent listening to pro wrestling podcasts. I don't have the time. (laughs) You gotta gotta, play them at one point five time speed at least. Yeah, you gotta cut it a little shorter, Joe. And uh, until then, you get a naughty from me. (laughs) <laughs> for too long podcasts. I like the sophisticated breakdown right here. You got you got to understand that, that Rico works 20 hours per week. Yeah, so yeah. that that only allows and even that a work is in quotes for podcasts. <laughs> I do stuff. Things occur. Oh, well, he's but, our yeah, lawyer full time, so that that takes up a lot of time. I'll, I'll keep it short on Joe Rogan and like Mark said He's so influential, and he might be. It's crazy to think about it, but he he's one of the most influential people in the world right now, which is just fucking crazy that a guy who obviously he was a celeb- celebrity uh, beforehand with Fear Factor, and he was on news radio, and he's a stand-up comic, but for him to be able to start a podcast, and he brings on people from freaking every different background you can think of, for a guy like that to reach such a wide audience it's it's incredible and he brings on a lot of uh, people friendly to liberty and it's great that he exposes uh, the libertarian message to his audience even though he himself is not a libertarian so even though i disagree with joe on a lot of stuff and he might be uh, a flaming socialist in a lot of areas i'll, I'll give him a nice all right so a totally split vote on joe rogan two naughties two nices who knew who knew joe rogan would be our most controversial so far. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to take a very, very quick break. Actually, no, it's going to be a normal length break. Uh, it's going to only be quick for us on our recording end, but we're going to take a quick break and uh, then we're going to come back and tackle probably the most controversial or most interesting discussion of this whole debate in just one second after a word from our sponsors. I know many of you are facing major decisions with your health care right now, and I want to make sure that you know about an amazing alternative to your standard corporatized health insurance known as Health Excellence Plus. Health Excellence Plus is an incredible program that helps you keep medical costs under control by taking charge of your own health care and not leaving all the decisions about what doctors you see, and what procedures you need or don't need up to some corporate bureaucrat. Along with providing 24-7 access to medical professionals, tax-deferred health savings accounts, and preventative care, Health Excellence Plus empowers you to finally take control of your health care. To learn more, head on over to lionsofliberty.com slash health or call the special hotline for Lions of Liberty listeners at 855-290-4447. 
Be sure to mention Lions of Liberty. All right, and we are back, and I think it is time to dive in here on our Naughty or Nice special. The guy that's uh, the most obvious one for up for discussion. And, um, you know, we had some split thoughts. I, I think Obama, at the end of the day, you know, we, we were able to highlight some good points about him, but he always ended up on the naughty side. So let's give a roll of the dice for the very first time as president of the United States. we got to do a little breakdown here. Is Donald Trump naughty or nice? Who wants to take a stab at this first? There's a lot of directions to go in. Go for it, Rico. Whoa. Yeah, send, okay. send in the lawyer. Going, going to me. So I just did a quick brainstorm before we um, got on the air here. I was trying to think of some of the good points, some of the bad points. I just made a little list on the positives. I thought uh, Neil Gorsuch was a good nomination for the Supreme Court. He's done a lot of uh, regulatory rollbacks. Good. Um I don't really know what to make about the tax cuts. There's a lot of kind of talk on both sides, whether it's good or bad, but I think I'll save some money. So I guess generally good. Let's not forget the the business tax end of that bill, which which is a pretty drastic cut of of, uh, business taxes. What's it like 35 to 20? Yeah, exactly. The corporate 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 taxes. And also 95% of Americans are going to save money. That to me is still Um, good. My favorite part of Trump, the, the year in Trump, Tweeting. is no doubt his trolling of Kim Jong-un. <laughs> I, just, I, I can't get enough of it. More tweets about, like, I would never call you short and fat. Uh, he's, he's great. <laughs> I like the responses, too, calling Trump uh, a dotard. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Everybody learned a new word. Trump has brought the best of yeah. Kim Jong-un. It's like it's a, it's a yeah, mutual if we, relationship. If we had a... D- <laughs> If we had to do a, a naughty or nice for Kim Jong Un, I think that would probably be the only nice thing. I mean, we can <laughs> invention of dotard. We can put um, him on the list. We all give him a naughty, except we appreciate his use of dotard. Yeah, yeah. But on the uh, negative side, just briefly, uh, Jeff Sessions, number one, he's awful. Yep. He continues to speak about the militarization of police, wh- why they're not getting enough uh, military equipment. <laughs> Tanks or whatever, apparently, it, the, his speech he just gave at one of the police FBI trainings was ridiculous. Uh, I don't see much in the way of spending cuts. He really didn't do a whole lot to uh, set forth a vision on any health care reform other than well, to get rid of Obamacare. I mean, he, he needs to be out front, but he has no kind of policy expertise of any sort on that. Well, getting rid of um, the individual mandate was pretty... Great. That's pretty good. Yeah, but it's that's going to come home in some way, shape or form, because there's, there's got to be some taxes to, to make up for that that will come into place. I, I don't see that just being the end of it. Oh, no individual mandate, but still having the other the rest of the system in place. It, it doesn't really it's not coherent at all. So there's going to be some problems with it. So that's kind of my broad thoughts of Trump. And then, of course, there's the travel ban, the uh, kind of, I don't know, the, his comments about transgendered in the military are pretty controversial. And then, of course, the alleged sexual assault. We've never so mentioned this, to... Rico actually is transgender, so that's why it's a, a touchy. <laughs> oh. And he's been trying to join the military for 15 years, so <laughs> it's a very, very personal issue for him. Yet Howie was let in. Ah, Rico is actually (laughs) Chelsea Manning. Surprise! (laughs) You guys wanted to know what his real name was. It's Chelsea Manning. We're supposed to save that for a big uh, $1,000 a month private. (laughs) Let it out of the bag. Idiot, Odie. (laughs) Well, I'll agree with some of Rico's uh, Rico's points there. I agree with a, a lot of them. But I will say for me, kind of like what I said on Electric Liberty Land, is I think that Trump, the reason I will give the man a nice is that he really has completely flipped the table on the establishment. He's exposing so many of these scumbag pieces of shit in government for what they are. He's exposing the deep state. He's exposing both sides of the aisle for just being completely corrupt, despicable individuals. And for me, I I do. I legitimately think he's creating an opportunity for libertarians. And I also do. Yeah. Like I said, I agree overall. There's this stuff. Obviously I don't like in the tax bill, but overall, I, I'm a fan of what what he's doing because of the corporate tax rate and lowering the general taxes. Uh, I think that despite his 
increasing the military budget, which pisses me off, and, incre- and increasing spending, which pisses me off. Really, he's not. He's done some saber rattling, but at least he's not aggressively going to war in new countries, which was nice. And ISIS is actually defeated, not defeated completely, but I mean, they're really on their heels. So, so far for me, I'm going to give him a nice, does the things that I despise, of course, but eh, overall, I'm excited to see what happens. And I think he's giving libertarians a real opportunity by exposing this uh, horrible, filthy underbelly. Interesting. So we're split so far. Odie, I'm interested in your thoughts and then I'll go on probably a 20 minute diatribe. <laughs> yeah, well, it's interesting to talk about this now because I was just out to dinner with some friends who I normally don't talk politics with, and we we ended up talking politics. We ended up talking about Trump and it's about. It's hard to the, avoid when you're like, plan, I got to go record a libertarian podcast right now. So, <laughs> well, they, they they always give me shit for you know for, for that for that and. Anyway, they, they they normally don't want to get into the details of it, but without me even prompting it, they just started talking about Trump's tax plan, and there were two guys that were giving pros and two guys giving cons, and I was sitting back like, wow, this is interesting. All right, let me uh, just chime in where I want to. But I, I think as a whole, I, I'll agree with you guys. I think the tax plan is good, and like I, like I told them during dinner – the biggest thing is there's really no spending cut at all whatsoever. That's the bad thing. And Donald Trump has not shrunk the federal government in any way whatsoever. He's Except trimmed- by regula- regulatory. Uh, he's done a hell of a lot of shrinking for regulations. I think 22 regulations dis- uh, went away for every one they had. True, true. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Impressive. No, absolutely. And that, you know, that's, and I, I hope he continues to do that. But he has not shrunk the... Uh, the offices, the the reach of the federal government. I mean, there's there's been talks about ways that he could do that in the future, but I I don't think he's done that to a to a large extent yet. I mean, I don't know if you disagree, Brian, but I, I no, think no, no, I, I agree with you there. Yeah, I don't think from, more, from a physical employee standpoint, he has really done. Yeah, that. definitely more more room for growth there. And there was a study that came out recently with looking at the amount of. Uh, land and resources and all the way down to how many bathrooms the federal government owns that uh, Pride member Jason Carrier posted. It might have been on his own Facebook today. I don't know if it was in the prior to the forum, but today's anyway. show is basically sponsored by Jason Carrier. I think he's gotten more pro- <laughs> more plugs than any, anybody else we, we mentioned. <laughs> any, anyway, well, we should I'm, at least I'm mention to... that he has a podcast, the Live Free and Grow podcast. If we're going to mention his name a million times, Jason, you're the man. Go on. <laughs> Check it out. Anyway, I'll try to try to keep this quick here. So tax is good. Uh, pretty much, ISIS is pretty much gone in in the capacity as being a uh, terrorist organization that has a their own plot of land, their own uh, land and control that is shrinking rapidly. Of course, they can you know spring up anywhere. It's hard to get rid of that, but it's a good thing that they don't have uh, you know a uh, city state that they're controlling. Um, it's great that he's sort of exposed this uh, corruption, this deep state corruption from. Uh, from in, in the FBI to the CIA to you know the ineptitude of uh, James Comey, I think that's all fantastic. I, I, I think it's great that Donald Trump, even on the the side from the left, how much they distrust him, how much they hate him, how much they hate to see a guy like him holding the office of the presidency. It gives a certain level of mistrust to the presidency. So maybe they'll. Uh, you know, think about we don't want to give anyone this level of power. So maybe they'll start to think about taking power away from the executive branch, yeah, away from the point. government. So that's fantastic. The bad stuff, of course, the drug war, it's all been hit on. I mean, it's been just terrible. There's been no progress there. There's been regression there. Um, the wall, immigration, that stuff is not good. Increased military spending, not good. Although, as as Brian said, it's not like he's really escalated anywhere that that i can tell it's not like we're dropping more bombs we haven't started any new wars so so that's not terrible but i think really looking at that whole thing and it's kind of all over the place describing it there but i think it's it's really as a net the whole ball of trump i I think it's good so i'm gonna give him a nice a nice two nice two nices for president trump we are we are gonna be called the lions of trump soon at this rate um I, I won't go over all the points you all made because uh, we don't need to do that again. But um, I'll just try to clarify my thoughts w- within those. And, and basically, first I'll say there's no doubt at all. Like I, I will unequivocally say, compared to like what we would have had if, if Hillary Clinton became president, 
no, no dice. He's clearly phenomenally better on the side of liberty for for many of the reasons mentioned. You're not going to see Hillary Clinton um, having executive orders to slash regulations like Trump has. That that's just not going to be what would happen ever. Um, you're not going to see Hillary Clinton pushing uh, a bill through that that cuts corporate taxes or that that cuts individual taxes in any way. And you're never going to see that from her. So if we're if we're only comparing to like the realistic options that would have occurred in life, like I, I definitely I'm I'm fine with the outcome considering the options that were on the table. So I, I have no problem. And I think we all probably think Trump's a lot better now than even we maybe feared how bad he could have potentially been in the beginning of the year, especially because for all we know, he might have he might have, you know, bombed North Korea by now or something really crazy. And that still may happen. Who knows? Um, at the end of the day, I think I and I'm, I, I think. You know, the, the regulations thing is really can't be talked about enough. It's not talked about that much, uh, but that really is huge. I mean, to me, regulations and the, the regulatory environment is one of the things that holds sm- uh, individuals, small businesses, everybody from catching up. You know, the left always talks about, you know, fairness and equality and equal opportunity, well, but nothing holds people back more than regulations. So I think it's there's nothing more really of the people you can do than, than cutting regulations. So, I, I mean, he deserves extreme bravado, I think, from libertarians for that, uh, for sure. At the end of the day, though, I think I need to apply the same. Same thing we applied, not earlier, to Saudi Prince Al-Walid. Donald Trump went over to Saudi Arabia, kissed the ring, put his hand on a fucking glowing orb, and made a, like a, a $900 billion mili- military deal with this horrific, despite the fact that he lets women drive, horrific, horrific regime, which is starving another nation right now. I, I did see mm, something true, about how Trump came true. out and said he... he Ask them to stop the blockade or something like that. Yeah, he said. He, yeah, that was pretty recent. I think. Yeah, at least one of the blockades. Even if they still stop the blockade, they're still committing military genocide. I mean, this is who he is supporting. So while I'll say he's like in relative nicety to the other outcome, and you know, I'm not. I, I can't attach like me personally my stamp of approval on someone overseeing this apparatus this military apparatus on someone overseeing the nsa on someone overseeing the cia um i do think it is amazing like Odie pointed out the, the, how isis just went away in like six months as soon as obama was gone like how the hell did that happen i mean it seems like well, once we stop yeah, giving them weapons just not having deals with them and it, there's a lot he deserves to be applauded for honestly and that's why i think it's so difficult because i hate i don't make these arguments with my liberal friends because i don't want to come across as a trump apologist and they're not going to be wooed by regulation arguments anyway and they don't care about the foreign policy stuff even though that that used to be their thing so there's almost no point you know to talk about him with with them but um Overall, because of the uh, the Al Walid rule, the uh, the um, please don't commit genocide or be associated with those who do rule, I have to give him a naughty. I can't I can't put a nice on it, but I'm conflicted because there is a lot of nice stuff. I will say, that's my mm. official. Split-sies. So we're splitsies. Where's Howie? <laughs> should, should we call him in right now just to, to break the tie? Maybe Howie would definitely Howie would definitely be on the side. Of I think Trump. so. He loves Trump. Yeah, I mean it's a Oh, Howie, we've got him on Skype right now. Sorry, Howie, what are your your position on Donald Trump? Well, Not I think Malcolm makes a very good point, but uh, I'm going to go with Brian here. It's the guy that seems to have the best take about the libertarian needs overall as a society. Yeah, I'm going with Brian. Yeah, he's nice. At this point, at this point, I need to give a nice to Howie Snowden for being a very good sport about Brian's Cartman Asian Cartman impression version they dub. It's like Kim Jong Un and uh, and Cartman had a baby, and that's that's uh, my impression of Howie. For newer listeners, Howie is a longtime Lion of Liberty and the man that actually first sent me down the path of liberty by telling me about Ron Paul many many years ago and handing me a book by. Harry Brown. So there you go. He's on the show. And you can Hitchcock. actually you can hear what is me, which I kept, which is And then Odie has that physical book right now, still. Yep. And you can also hear uh Howie. He was on Electric Liberty Land, by the way, fairly recently. I'll post a link to and, it uh, in the show notes. Uh I'll uh, yes, we'll link to it in the show notes, yes. exactly. Hey, one more thing, because Brian's got to get off. He's got to go to a birthday dinner. Everybody in the Lions oh, of Liberty. Oh, let's go to Christmas dinner. Oh, my God. And your birthday dinner. Oh, has what? Oh, man, you have so many dinners, this guy. He's got to go to Christmas dinner. Now I have way less sympathy. It's only Christmas dinner. Okay. He's got to go to Christmas dinner. But uh, there's someone you need to talk about. And then we'll talk about some more for a pride bonus. But because you are the Rand Paul guy, you do Rand Paul lessons and minuses. What's your naughty or nice for Rand Paul? I think we'll all have the same grade. So we don't need to go too deep. But let's you know hear what? It I, it's, it, I'm actually a little bit, even though I hate to say it, I'm disappointed there haven't been more minuses from my Rand Pauluses and minuses for Rand Paul. He's overall been pretty good this year. He hasn't really done anything uh, that has just pissed me off to any extreme extent. 
he did a good job pushing back against a lot of the early tax plans that were put in place and pushing back against the early health care plans that were put in place and, and making the arguments against it that we'd want him to make. Of course, he uh, <laughs> he got jumped by his neighbor and uh, and took that like a man. And then also the, the, the only thing I'll say that he was a little shady on was he just pushed through. And I don't know. I don't know enough yet to make a judgment call whether it's good or bad. But it was basically giving a favor to uh, a little bit of a favoritism to car dealerships in Kentucky for a, a special tax exemption <laughs> where they don't have to pay interest on cars that are sitting on the lots before they sell them. Now, whether or not that's just good for small businessmen or it's something that we should be pissed off as uh, as a little bit of pork baller favoritism, I don't know. But overall, he's been a good boy. Uh, you know, I'm pissed that he didn't do better in the election, but that's. Over a year ago now, so he gets a nice. Wait, wait, hold on a second. I, I don't want to dig too deep here. So it, there was something to. It was like a, a handout to car dealerships. Not a had, handout. It's basically a, a a tax write off that was pushed into the the new tax plan, or at least it was. And it was essentially what it did was for car dealerships that have all these cars on their lots. The interest they're paying on the cars as they're sitting on the lots. Let's say they don't sell them or something like that for the loans that they're using the, they don't have to pay the interest off or they can, ta- they can write the interest off on those loans as a tax deduction. Hey, wait, and is that something that he put in? Yes. This is something that he, well, it's something that, that he could be, had. that actually could be very, uh, this is the first I'm hearing this. That could be very bad because yeah, and, the, uh, and I, I mean, I, I love Rand Paul, but I mean that, that by itself, there is a, a there's a lot of problems with the car market as it's made up today, where you, you can't obviously sell you know direct, you can't sell direct to a customer. They have to go to a car lot and they have to be held there. So there's just, there's this huge you know man, manipulation of the market that they have to go to this lot, they have to sit there. So it, there's a, a a big problem where a lot of people can't even afford to buy a car where they're, you know, even people who are buying a car, they're, you know, putting the loan over six, seven yeah. years and, or, or they're having to lease it. So that's, well, I don't not, think that's I mean, good, man. This would impact that. I mean, it's not going to impact being able to buy cars direct. It essentially just gives these people a little bit of a, of a leeway. If you're at a car dealer that's owning cars and there's a lot of small businesses that are also car dealerships, by the way, don't let's not forget that. But it's just giving them a little bit of a tax break, which, again, I'm not saying I'm for it or against at this point because I was I uh, was out. Unfortunately, I had meetings all day, so I didn't get a chance to bone up on it. But I will go into it in Rand Paul's and minuses. But you have to be a pride member for that. So by the time I get around to reading it, it's going to be too late for this show. So he still gets a nice for me as of right now. Yeah, I think he's way better as a senator than a presidential candidate. For sure. So he's been I can't think I can think of anything bad, to be honest. He's been pretty much standing up for, you know, he's a he's a Republican, a constitutional conservative, if you will. He's not a perfect libertarian, but the bills he puts forward, the positions he takes generally, I think, strongly favor the uh, the side of, of liberty when it comes to these uh, these arguments. So and plus, hey, he, he was back in the Senate like five days after he got his ribs crushed. That's pretty badass. Yeah. Nice. Would any other senator who was attacked not have the person who attacked him be charged with a felony? Or is it only cool if it's Rand Paul? Yeah, isn't that crazy? It's is that that he's, not, he's, he's, not, he's decided not to press charges? Is that what it is? No, no. The guy didn't get charged with the felony yet. Still. Are you saying they would like you still you mean the government would, would be would charge him? Yeah, yeah. I, I phrase that right, in right. a um, terrible pro- con- I, I, uh, I think they'd be dead if it was <laughs> Imagine if Nancy Pelosi got like tackled on her front lawn. Like <laughs> There would there would be oh. it would be a different narrative, no doubt about that. Yeah, be hold it, Peg. Crazy. I I just wanted to say if Ron Paul's neighbor attacked him, his neighbor would end up in the hospital. But <laughs> anyway, I'll, I'll give Rand a nice. I, I love I love Rand as a senator. He's a I agree with you guys better senator than a presidential candidate. All right, and we're going to do a few more names, I think, in, in the bonus show for the Pride. So we'll do a, a little Christmas treat for the for Pride members. Uh, but before we I got, do that, I got time for one more. I, know. I get one more in me. Exactly, no, perfect. Because go. I'm going to give you that one because this is someone we wanted to give an honorary nice to. This is someone uh, Brian knew probably better. I, I had met him before and I talked to him on the podcast. I think Brian knew him better than than any of us though. So uh, Brian, do you want to give a few quick words uh, about our man Gavin Keith, who passed away earlier this year? Not the end on a oh, somber sure. note, but well, it's an up note. We could do another one after this. I got enough time. But yeah, Gavin Keefe, uh, a great guy. He was a, a true libertarian and, and uh, a man who was very authentic, 
was a, a became a friend of mine out here in Los Angeles before moving to Washington State, where he actually ran uh, and was part of a local libertarian um, group. And I can't remember his exact position within the group, and I apologize for that. But he was a guy that was really outspoken as far as libertarian ideals. He did interviews on radio and television in his local community for that, and was just an overall guy who you would never not catch with a joke and a smile. And unfortunately, we did lose him this year to uh, just a random crazy heart attack. Uh, that was it. So, Gavin, Merry Christmas wherever you're at, my friend. Thank you for being a good uh, libertarian and uh, and a good man overall. I take a lot of inspiration from you. That's universal nice, I think. Universal Absolutely. nice. Is right. No one's going to give him an audio, right? But just to make sure, that would be fairly messed <laughs> up. It, it, Rico? It wasn't, I, mean, I, I, I could be wrong, but w- was it Gavin that connected us with uh, Johnny Rockets. Yes. yes. Yes, it was. So yeah. Gavin has given us a gift that that has kept on giving to this day. Uh, Johnny Rocket uh, Adams. Uh, let's give him a nice while we're talking about him too. Also, <laughs> it's also a nice for Johnny Rocket and the Johnny Rocket Launchpad and the League of Liberty and everybody else. Remzo Martinez, Dan Smots, every all of our friends, our podcasting friends, Roger Paxton, Chris Bangle. Who else do we have to mention? This is just <laughs> become an award show now. Now we're just thanking everybody, but. All right, I got I got three minutes. Who can we do in three minutes? Who do you want to talk about? I'll leave it to you. Oh, a jeep, oh, a jeep pie, a jeep pie. Yeah, let's do a jeep pie. That's pretty quick. easy, though, really. So, I think for us, but not everybody. Uh, yeah, I, I, I there agree. Are some well, I'll, I'll start off. A jeep pie. Uh, I think number one, hilarious. The video he did with Daily Caller is uh, is something to behold, where he's just in a Santa outfit with spinners and just. Very funny video, and I like when people don't take themselves too seriously. But also, he expressed very clearly the benefits and drawbacks of net neutrality. I love the fact that he pushed it through, and he's not buying any of the horse shit that people are throwing at him. And I'm very happy that he did it. So, for me, a big nice for Ajit. All right. Anybody else have thoughts? The chairman of the FCC. He he makes me think of Jimmy Kimmel on the opposite end, who I just... Obviously, Ajit is a a nice, but... God, I can't take Jimmy Kimmel anymore. Yeah, he used to be so every, funny on the man show. Everything he does is just fucking idiotic talking points of which he just apparently knows nothing about. And it makes me want to throw things at my TV. So, Jeet Pen, that's your fault for making me think of Jimmy Kimmel. So maybe Jeet I should Pen? give you a naughty. Jeet Pie. He, whatever. He like Cal Pen. I just think he just merged just watching, uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's been watching a lot of Harold and Kumar lately. Harold and Kumar, Kumar Save Christmas. Christmas. Underrated yeah, exactly. trilogy movie. Uh, Odie, any, any, anything else to add to this Ajit Pai convo? Uh, I, I think, uh, yeah, I think Ajit Pai going against net neutrality, that's fantastic. Nothing else to add. All right. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, what, what drives me crazy about him is not him. It's it's the reaction that other people have to him, where they'll they say, "Oh, um, he's obviously just just a crony and uh, yada yada yada," and, but they don't address the arguments uh, that he makes, which are very well thought out. He's done several interviews, very long form, written long form articles, and he really thoroughly explains why he is uh, opposed to this and uh, why it's much better, especially for smaller ISPs, to remove this re- these regulations and remove remove uh, the FCC, I guess, from the conversation regarding yeah. ISPs. Including one with Reason Magazine. What? So, you know, not that not that Reason Magazine is necessarily our, our favorite publication in the world, but, I mean, the fact that he said, yeah, Reason Magazine, yep, I want to talk to you. Let me lay it out for you. It makes you think he's very libertarian in his leading. And not that I'm for this, but, by the way, all it's doing is transferring authority back to the FTC to look over I, I, ISPs for unfair <laughs> yeah, regulations, exactly. for unfair practices. So they're still being looked at and regulated, which I don't think is the way to do it, but it's not, I mean, we're just changing agencies here. Like, stop. Stop the madness. But I, yeah, uh, but that that combined with his clear sense of humor and the videos he puts out, he's, he's hilarious. And uh, yeah, solid, solid fellow, this guy. And that's another point for Trump, why, why it's so conflicting with him, because he's made some great appointments and this is one of them. So nice. Yep. Did, did, did you guys see the interview? I think it was an MSNBC with the former chair of the SEC from like. It was like 2006. Oh, that was awesome. The guy just wrecked the living yeah. shit oh out of the God. host. Oh, he just dominated him. That, that, guy was was awesome. ama- that was the most amazing interview I've seen. <laughs> I wanted to buy him a shot. God, that guy was awesome. I, I wish I could remember his name. Yeah, there was a, a truly incredible video. It was like an MSNBC host. Uh, I think it was like an Indian Indian guy. 
Um, no, he, but, he, but yeah, the host was. Yeah, the host. Was. The host was Indian. Yeah, aren't they I all? I just thought of a genius <laughs> app. I don't even know if I should say it out loud. Jesus, when he said I wanted to buy him a shot, I'm like, someone should have an app where you can like buy someone a shot. Like you own the app and you buy them a shot, and then yeah, that shot is that text. shot is like somehow redeemable at like you know participating bars, so you can actually go get it's a, a shot. Cryptocurrency shot. Cryptocurrency. A cryptocurrency yeah. for called shots. Right. Oh my God. Nobody steal this. Wait a listening That's right our now. lines of liberty currency. We should I edit this out so we can do this ourselves? Trademark Rico. Go now. You're a lawyer. Go trademark it I think for this us is the trademark. I think we have a public record that I came up with the idea by releasing the podcast on Christmas. Who's going to steal from Excellent. someone on Christmas? All right. Chris, and speaking of Christmas, I have to take my leave, gentlemen. I apologize. Well, you don't get so to leave Christmas. until you join us for a Christmas sign-off the way we always do. All right. Oh, Till next. It won't be next. It actually will be next year until we all talk to you together. I'll talk to you this Friday on Felony Friday, the last of the year. Brian will talk to you on Wednesday. The only one you might not hear from this year is Rico, unless you're in the pride. Until then, folks, I only have one more message, and that is, of course, live long and live free. La 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 la. Hey there. Are you still listening? If you are still listening, then you're probably one of our bigger fans because you made it through the entire show, even past the outro music. That's very impressive. Or you just fell asleep and have been jarred back to life by my voice. Either way, I want to tell you guys about the very special promotion we have going on through right now, if you're listening on Christmas Day, through midnight tomorrow, midnight on Tuesday the 26th. It is the absolute best time for you to join the Lions of Liberty Pride. That's right. Our group of patrons who have funded this podcast, who have funded our advertising campaigns on the Tom Woods Show, on the Part of the Problem podcast, who have bought us all this new equipment this year, you can join right now for the next 48 hours or so, and you will get all sorts of bonuses that will not be available after this deal ends. Basically, if you sign up at any level, no matter what level you sign up at, you're going to get all the free giveaways for the level right above it. So if you sign up at the $5 level, which right now you don't get any free items, you just get all the access to our exclusive audio and entry into our private Facebook group, you now get that, plus you get one free t-shirt and one beer koozie, which is usually reserved for the $10 level and above. Now, if you sign up at the $10 level, you actually get two free t-shirts and the beer koozie. And then at the $25 level, you get the giveaways that the $100 members get, which means you get three free t-shirts from the Lions of Liberty store, which, by the way, you guys can all find at lionsofliberty.store, so give it a browse. You also get one poster and a beer koozie. Now, the beer koozie is not too expensive. It only costs us a couple bucks, but the t-shirts and the poster, those are all between $15 to $20 items, so do the math. You can sign up at the $25 level, which means you get to sit on a monthly conference call with us, give us your thoughts about the show, give us feedback, and just basically shoot the shit with us with an hour for an hour once a month, plus you get three free free t-shirts and the beer koozie you are easily paying for two full months of that $25 pride level with just the free merchandise you're going to get back so this is really the time to get the best deal on your pride membership and if getting all that free stuff and knowing that you're supporting the lions of liberty and supporting our spreading of the ideas of liberty throughout the globe if that wasn't enough you get access to our 80 plus exclusive bonus audio podcast that we have produced in the last year and there's so much more to come further down the pike in 2018 we've added so many new segments recently every couple weeks I hop on with Remzo W. Martinez and get really nerdy and talk about comic books on Mystery Pulp Theater I occasionally do movie reviews on Dan Smotz's System of the Down segment Rotten Potatoes those are Pride member exclusive as well Brian McWilliams joins Dan for South Park Recaps we also have Degenerate Gamblers we have Conspiracy Corner. We have this show you heard right now. Pride members actually got access to it a few days early and we also did a 45 minute extra naughty or nice segment exclusively for Lions of Liberty Pride members. So there is just a ton of content pouring into the Pride and you can get access to all of it for as little as $5 a month and exclusively through Midnight on Tuesday night, the 26th, Eastern Time, exclusively through then, you also get a free t-shirt at a minimum for five bucks a month. That t-shirt and beer cozy alone is about three months of that membership. So truly the best time to join the Pride. We wanted to do something special for Christmas. We're calling this our Christmas bonus because you get 
tons of bonus stuff for signing up for the Pride. So be sure to go ahead and go on over to lionsofliberty.com slash support to check out how to join the Lions of Liberty Pride. Thank you so much, and Merry Christmas, friends. (laughs) 